Hello again, this is Danny Rushing with Crisis on Infinite Comics with Cody Shad. And our guest today is Mr. Dale Griffin. Hi, folks. Oh, are you gonna, are you gonna speak this time? Oh, okay, she's talking. <laughs> yes, you get to be graced with no. I can't be like Cody. No, I'm, I feel sorry for you that you have to listen to me. This is Gina McLean. All right, uh, tell us about what you do for a living because you have everybody's dream job. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's apparently uh, everybody feels like it's a dream job, and well, for me, it, it really has been a uh, a dream job come true for me. But it's, there really is still truly a lot of work to be done. Uh, but uh, I am one of one of the owners of Heroes and Dreams in Flowood, Mississippi. Which is the comic book store that you have heard Cody and I talk about nonstop since day two. Two? Yeah, because well, day one doesn't exist, remember? Oh, yes, day, day, day one doesn't <laughs> exist. Oh, okay, well, I was supposed to wonder why I hadn't been mentioned since day one. But since day you one, were mentioned, it just doesn't exist. Okay. Day one is a lie. Okay. Like the cake? Yes. Okay. It's like a zero <laughs> issue. It's there, but it's not really important. It's not an entirely important to the overall story. Right. If you're worried about it, just pick up the trade. Yeah, okay. it exists in the multiverse. <laughs> well, I am, however, supposed to have the collected edition, but somebody hasn't gotten it to me. But zero we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll uh, discuss that later. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, tell us about what got you into comics and genres and all sorts of weird, nasty things that we've seen today? Um, I remember I was uh, with a friend of mine and we were going uh, we were going up the road somewhere and over the uh, over the radio came on a, a commercial about um, a local comic book shop in uh, Richland, which is where I graduated high school and uh, other than that, it, don't worry about it because it's not all that great. There's a great Mexican restaurant. Uh, well, uh, I've had better. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, whoa, there's a comic book store here? Uh, so I went and checked it out, um, became uh, a patron there, really enjoyed it. Um, and um, one of the sayings in the business is if you want a job at a comic book store, hang out long enough until somebody needs something and the next thing you know you got a job. That's kind of what happened to me there. And um, the owners were in the process of, after a few, uh, couple of years of me hanging out there, the, the owners were uh, looking to sell the place. And uh, one of the investors came in and uh, it was this um, uh, taller uh, black haired guy uh, uh, later, I uh, found out his name was uh, Jay Long, and um, he wound up talking to them and uh, eventually bought the business from them. And uh, that's how I got introduced to uh, the other owner of Heroes and Dreams, uh, James Long or Jay Long, uh, and hung out long enough up there with him until one day he needed me. Next thing I needed, had a job. always been a huge avid reader and I've always loved artwork and so it just kind of makes sense that uh, comic books would be the perfect uh, blend of those uh, things that I like. So. Uh, 
uh, what was the, as far as you remember, the first comic that you read that just made you go, yes, this is my thing? Uh, I have two really early memories of comic books that I, I really enjoy. Uh, one is, um, this is back in the day when grocery stores used to carry comic books also. Everybody seems to be going back to that. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, I think it was an introduction to a lot of us uh, 80s, 80s children's uh, yeah, your, your introduction to comic books because uh, comic book stores, even though they'd been around for a few years, were not that common. Uh, didn't really start sprouting up across the country until, I'd say, the mid-80s. I'd have to do some research on that, but I, I think that's probably about well, they right. They didn't get super popular that I know of until the late 90s. And then you had big, big comic book um, crash that almost killed the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get back to that in just a moment <laughs> if, uh, uh, if we go along with the story here. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, where was I? You were in the grocery store. Oh, yes. Uh, in the grocery store, and this was in the, also in the day and age where moms could leave their children somewhere and not be worried about something happening to them. We're all adults now. And, my mom uh, never cared. Yeah. <laughs> Either mom, my mom didn't care or, or I'm remembering it more fondly as a time when nothing was <laughs> thought of was happening. Uh, but I, I would sit down and read uh, comic books at the little um, magazine rack while she shopped for groceries, which I found quite boring unless we were at the, you know, like cereal aisle or something. <laughs> Like, I'd go grab the cereal and go, I want this, and then I'd go sit down and read comic books. And the first one that uh, I got hooked on was Marvel's Secret Wars. Uh, uh, They had the first issue out, and I read it, and I was like, wait a minute, there's more to this. And so, you know, the next month, Mama went to the grocery store, and we got here, and it's like, holy mess, there's another copy. And then, hey, it picks up right where the other one left off. Um, and so, like, every month we went, I would sit down and read a copy of the next issue of Secret Wars until I saw the whole thing. And uh, just, that's a real good, fond memory of uh, comic books influencing me. Now, that is the cutest mental image, seeing <laughs> you as a, a child just sitting around in the public area, just surrounded by these little comic See, I wish <laughs> that they still did that, because that'd be awesome. Because there's a lot of times I just go into the grocery store and there's a lot of people going. I don't. Just, I'm glad grocery store stopped carrying me, <laughs> since I own a store now. <laughs> uh, I'm... The other memory I have of comic books uh, being young is um, I also was um, uh, sick a lot as a child um, from some stuff that's happened to me, which uh, if y'all interview me again, we might get into, but otherwise it's none of anybody's business. Well, we we will definitely (laughs) be getting you back on the show. All right. Uh, But uh, for the purposes of this story, uh, also growing up was a huge G.I. Joe fan. A um, friend of mine had Star Wars action figures and I was, and he collected them. His mom worked at Walmart and she always brought them home, but we didn't play with them. We sat them up. I was like, okay. Um, so one day I decided I wanted to do something like that. I had to get into something new. Star Wars had already been out for a little while. And I saw this commercial. There was two options. I saw this commercial come on for G.I. Joe. I was like, that looks cool. And I saw this other commercial for these little metal 
army men. The, the toy line never made it, and I'm happily I chose GI Joe as my means of going. Um, so I had collected GI Joe, the Hasbro GI Joe, three and three quarter inch figures, their vehicles, and all this stuff. Um, then connected to that, I was also in the hospital a lot. Uh, I went down one day to the uh, gift shop and just trying to find something to do because if anybody's ever been in the hospital, it's quite boring. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think I got like a drink or something and maybe something to eat. And I looked over and there was this issue of G.I. Joe. Uh, I think it was number nine. And it had, um, if if that's if the, I'm fixing to describe it, so if that issue number is incorrect, I'm sure somebody will uh, email these guys and correct me which issue it was. It was either nine or thirteen, I can't remember, but it had uh, a his tank on the front with Cobra Commander and Duke fighting on the back, and I was like, holy crap! There's a GI Joe comic book too, and I got introduced to that and fell in love with it. Because the comic book was like a billion times better than the toy. I mean, uh, not the toy, but the uh, cartoon? cartoon. Because people actually got shot in the comic book. And the cartoon, they always, you know, miraculously had uh, parachutes. Or, you know, G.I. Joe would shoot around the ground of the Cobra soldiers. Kind of like the 18. Yeah, their <laughs> accuracy was way off. Yeah, nobody could shoot straight <laughs> in the cartoon. Even even the, the best trained soldiers in all the world couldn't shoot straight. That's true. That's true. So that's my two experiences with uh, comic books at an early age. Uh, all right. Well, our question has been carried over from interview to interview. How do you feel about the direction comic books are taking now, as opposed to in the past? There's a couple of ways I can answer that. There's some likes. There's a lot of there's a lot of likes uh, that I can quote, and then there's a lot of dislikes. Um, some of the dislikes I like is um, harkening back to the '90s crash. I'm starting to see a trend of variant covers again, and when everybody and their brother starts doing variant covers, that's really kind of a bad sign. I feel like that was one of the major causes to the the downfall in the 90s, not to mention the fact uh, speculators getting into the market, which luckily I haven't really seen much of anymore. Um, You're talking about like the whole Turok 15 first appearance EXO Man Awards kind of. I'm talking every other cover being a chromium cover or a or a die cut cover or a uh, special edition fold out cover or you know. Hundred million plus copies of X Men number one, like every other just, comic book during the Return of Superman. Like one was, you know, had the Clark Kent is dead, and one of them was in the silver. One of them had the die cut with the Cyborg Superman. Behind. Right, right. Um, like I said, I, I'm seeing a lot of variants come up, which, uh, for better or worse, that's, you know, I think it was a combination of variants and other things. So if the other things don't crop up, that'll be okay. Uh, I'm seeing a lot, uh, personally, on the Marvel side, uh, not a lot of attention being paid to story. It's, uh, hey, this book sells with this character, so let's do 50 different titles with just this character. 
<clears throat> Deadpool. And before that, Wolverine. 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 But Wolverine's been like that for years. Yeah. Which I'm kind of happy that since they've moved it over to Deadpool, they've kind of slacked off on Wolverine being in everything. Yeah, they're finna kill him out of mainstream continuity, aren't they? Um, maybe. Um, He's dead in X-Men forever. But that's not mainstream continuity. That's my mainstream Marvel continuity (laughs) because it's good. (laughs) Uh, I don't necessarily agree with killing off Wolverine. I think he's a good character. I just think he's been overplayed. Yeah. Uh, I would be very happy if they just downplayed his role a lot more. Uh, That being said, X-Force is one of my favorite comic books. Uh, It's a team led by Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Um, But his team, they use Wolverine for what he's used for. Uh, the best at what he does, which isn't very pretty. <laughs> Not usually. Well, you see a lot of people come and go out of your store, and it's what is one of the things that you love in there that you just nobody wants to really pay attention to that you just want to grab somebody and say, "Look, this is good. Take this. Pass it around." Um, I've actually had to do that with a few books. Uh, most recently, uh, DC's Batman and Robin. Uh, the first storyline. And even in my opinion, a huge Batman fan uh, was a little. Uh, I wasn't gonna say kooky. I'd say lackluster. just a little lackluster. A little better. That's a better word right there. Um, just I don't know the villains they chose to fight. The Circus of Crime just the really didn't. Flamingo. No, the Pink Flamingo was cool, actually. (laughs) That that Uh, was actually when it started getting great. Yeah, it is. And that's the book. Everybody had signed up for Batman and Robin because I've got a huge Batman fan base at our store. Uh, And then they were starting to fall off of it because of the storyline. And when uh, uh, when they had to fight the Pink Flamingo, and he had this bright pink cover with this character on it, there was a lot of people there was a lot of people that said you know what I no I'm out this is just too much and I I had already read the book and I I pretty much told him said look guys I I agree with you the story up to this point has been lackluster just hasn't really done it for us Uh, but this is a great story and if you'll stick with it through this copy right here I have a feeling this book's going to take off and it did. And, and it did. I've, I've been and, to say that's the, the best book running right now. It's one of the best books running right now. I they did. A lot of people did hang on. A lot of people did go ahead and cancel out. They didn't listen to me, which happens. I mean, everybody's got their own opinion. But then most of those people came back later and said, uh, "Do you have the copies in between this issue and this issue?" <laughs> which we well, had already went in there and took all of. Them. <laughs> Well, luckily, DC is easy to reorder from. Um, so I was able to fill probably 98% of my customers' wishes on that one. Should have listened to the expert. Well, you know, even the expert can be wrong sometimes. You know, I... Yeah, Cody proves me wrong all the time. <laughs> but I'm the expert. So Really? <laughs> you can handle all of your own continuity issues from now. Cool. <clears throat> but uh, what do you think about comic book movies? I personally love comic book movies. With the introduction, uh, like I told you, we had a comic book store, or Jay had a comic book store. I wasn't part of that one, other than the fact that I worked there. Um, it it wound up closing just before the 
the, the big crash that closed a lot of stores for the different reasons than we closed. Uh, closing down with bankruptcy, we just decided this the market wasn't worth it anymore and, and just stopped doing the orders down. And you bowed out gracefully. We bowed out gracefully. A lot of, a lot of them, unfortunately, took a big dive and, and it never recovered. Um, we started seeing a trend in the market right about the time both me and Jay um, had high-paying jobs and or money squirreled away um, for investments. And uh, I went to Jay one day and said, you know what, uh, I miss having the comic book store. I would like to open one. I don't have enough money to do it myself. If you're interested, I think we should do it. And after about <laughs> four months of me telling them this every day, he finally decided that, yeah, okay, let's try it. And now you guys have heroes and dreams you can come to. Ooh, so I, I really and truly think a lot of that roots back to the comic book movies, bringing comic books into more mainstream, uh, getting it away from the the terrible, terrible stereotype of pimply-faced 40-year-old virgins reading in their mom's basement. Yeah. Uh, between playing you, D&D. Between playing D&D or, you know... Ooh. Watching Robocop. Uh, th- th- thank you, Danny, because we often read comics and then play, play D&D, D&D and yeah. then read comics again. Right. Or watch... Uh, Robocop. Robocop. What's wrong with Robocop? <laughs> Robocop's a great movie. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that because, hey... I'm 24 years old. I don't live with my mom because I'm homeless. I'm staying with a, I'm staying with an employee, you know, an employee of mine. But um, there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle, you know. But it does steer away from the fact that, like Roland said, not all comic book fans are between the ages of eight and 15, Mm-mm. and the ones that are adults aren't necessarily going to be your you know 40 year olds who haven't ever kissed a girl our our uh, store demographics are uh, 80 I'm sorry 80, uh, 18 to 40 uh, with such professions as uh, lawyers doctors um, all the way down to you know fast food employees I mean it's a wide range of uh, of customers and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of married people which uh, breaks that stereotype of never having been with someone <laughs> hey and I've, I've been in the store there's some good looking people in there and we, there's actually women in the store yes uh, speaking of which uh, we have the dream girls which is actually young ladies uh, of uh, a certain beauty that uh, come in and actually that. read uh, comic books, enjoy the uh, the medium, and are more than happy to help promote us uh, either by dressing up at cons, which they did this weekend. Uh, we had a lovely black canary. Uh, we had an awesome-looking uh, Cassie Hack from the Hack Slash series. Um, we had a beautiful, tiny little redhead that's a good friend of mine, Sam, uh, dressed up as uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, we had uh, 
several young ladies. I, I'm sorry if y'all hear this and uh, I didn't mention you, but uh, we do appreciate everything that they did. But uh, I mean, comic books. I'd I'd say, and actually, in in our our location, probably the normal location for a comic book store is probably about ninety eight percent male, two percent female. Uh, ours is probably running closer to about an eighty five fifteen, um, just because we don't have it as the typical uh, dark. Closed aisles with the creepy old guy behind the counter. No, we have Dale. Yeah, he was creepy in his own right, but still. <laughs> oh, you're lovable. Creepy uh, in well, a good thank way. you. Yeah. I, I'll right. try. <laughs> well, go ahead and plug the store a little bit and give the address. And uh, uh, Thank you, Danny. Uh, that is uh, Heroes and Dreams. We're in Flowood, Mississippi. Uh, 5352 Highway 25 or Lakeland Drive, if that's what you know it by. Um, we're in a shopping center called Magnolia Marketplace. It is a uh, L-shaped um, strip mall, kind of up on a hill, uh, beige in color. Can be missed if you don't know what you're looking for. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, is kind of the stereotype of the comic book store, that they're kind of hidden away. Uh, but uh, if you know where we are, uh, you should have no problem finding us, and we'd be happy to help you in any of your comic book, movie prop, any kind of memorabilia you're looking for, action figure. Uh, only thing that we don't carry uh, is sports cards. Sorry, folks. Uh, I get a phone call every day asking us if we buy sports cards. Uh, I hardly ever get a phone call asking if we sell them. So... I actually, when I usually call, I'm like, do you carry sports memorabilia? It's like, no. <laughs> you look at the phone, you're like, no. <laughs> but uh, nothing against it. It's just not our market. Uh, so, and with a lot of people asking if, they, if we buy it, seems to me most everybody's trying to get rid of it, not sell it. I mean, uh, not to buy it. Supply and demand is not there. Right. All right, well, you've been listening to Dale Griffin. You've heard us talk about him a lot. Now you have a voice to associate with the name. And if you just go by the store, you'll have a, a face to associate with everything. Yeah, it's a, quite a beautiful face, if I say so myself. But, you know, hey. I was going on there. I agree. And if you add him on Facebook, he has some pretty quirky <laughs> status updates from time to time. Yeah, when I do post. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and we do a... Thanks for talking about the Facebook. We do a uh, Tuesday trivia every Tuesday. Uh, you we don't have to come in. You can answer it online. If you get it correct, along with everyone else that get it correct, uh, your name goes into a drawing for a special prize that week. Yay. I've gotten it right multiple times, and I still haven't won yet. Well, you know, it's not your, your not your turn to be pulled from the hat. But it will happen one day, and it's going to be something that I'm going to love. Well, I hope so. Punisher Max number three. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, please, for the love of God. Now <laughs> <laughs> you know if he wins, you know what to replace the actual prize with. Okay. All right, I'm Danny Rushing. I'm Dale Griffin. Cody Shedd. Gina McClain. Signing off. We'll be back momentarily with someone else.